You're listening to Acoustic Sunset, a weekly podcast bringing you live music, storytelling, and street-side interviews, all brought to you by Putnam's Pub and Cooker at 419 Myrtle Avenue in Clinton Hill. I'm your host, Carl Banks, and each week we bring you a couple special guests. Uh, this week we're going to hear from Alex Papp. We're also going to hear from Sim Ross, and he's playing with Dan Powell, and then we'll hear from Sister Wives. So please, sit back and enjoy the show. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, kind of an interesting episode here. Uh, I was going over to my friend Paul's place to record uh, the bones of the podcast, and I got, after like four different train transfers, I kind of got screwed by the G train. So I am in a yellow cab cruising through Brooklyn right now, and we're just going to do uh, this part of the podcast handheld here. Uh, so it'll sound a little different, but. Uh, working hard to bring this a new episode each and every week. So uh, I want to start out by letting you know the email if you need to get a hold of me, uh, Putnam's Acoustic Sunset at Gmail. It's Putnam's Acoustic Sunset at Gmail. Uh, and I monitor that. It's also what I book the bands through. So if you know an interested band, please uh, let me know. Um, this week, we're, uh, we're going to hear from a couple really good friends of mine. I'm really excited to get to Sim Ross. He's somebody that we haven't heard before on the podcast, although he's played the show a bunch of times. And then uh, we're going to first hear from Alex Papp, who we talk about it. Uh, We've become pretty good friends through Putnam's. And then uh, Sister Wives, Mr. Taylor Rogers, uh, we'll be hearing from him uh, finally. So it's going to be a really good show. I do want to thank everybody. I've been talking about it for the past few weeks about uh, my show at Rockwood. Um, It was a big success. A bunch of people came out. I uh, got to play some songs I'd never played before and do some storytelling that uh, it just was a really good night for it. Everybody was kind of dialed in, even though it was really late on a Tuesday, and it was a really great time. So if you came out to that show and you're listening to this, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, I had a really great time. I was telling everybody I'm going to live off that gig for, for a little while. It was you know, just about as good as it gets. And I played with Peter Fabrizio, who you probably heard on this podcast before. And um, I also played with my good buddy, Drew Jordan, who is an old homeboy of mine. We went to high school together and we played in a band together in high school. And uh, it sort of cracks me up. I I told this story the other night on stage. We used to play in Drew's basement. Drew would play drums and I would play guitar. And um, Steve Wiegers would come over and play guitar. These are people we went to high school with. And Ryan Burke would come over and play guitar. And uh, we would have just a great time. And I remember I always wanted to be the singer. And Drew would be like, man, are you sure? Sure that's a good idea, you being the singer? Well, look at me now, Drew. I'm a professional singer. Uh, But I still am not all that good at it unfortunately. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I like to tell a story and this kind of goes along with uh, me playing with Drew. I moved to Astoria a couple uh, months ago, maybe two months ago, and I, I live right across from this barbecue place called The Strand. And I saw it when I was leaving my apartment this evening and it made me think of this story uh, about when I one time I fainted on the subway. And it was kind of like a, a crazy thing because when you faint... Uh, it looks, it's one of the most awkward things to witness and to see somebody faint. But when it happens to you and you're the one doing the fainting, you don't even notice because you're uh, unconscious, you know? So that happened to me. And this was uh, a couple years ago. And we were playing, I remember we were playing at the Strand uh, barbecue place in, in Astoria, Queens. And I, I was like filling in last minute for a band that had canceled. And Drew was going to play drums with me. So I had to do, I do like kids' music on Friday mornings. I had all, I had my, 
my gig bag, my guitar. I had uh, all my harmonicas and all the stuff I carry with me. Plus, I had a, all of Drew's drum hardware. I had like a tambourine, a wood block, and all this metal stuff uh, to clip that onto the uh, to the cymbal stand, you know. And so. Uh, I remember I had all that on me. We went out drinking. We drank like all night and I didn't sleep a wink and I had to wake up the next morning and go to my kid's sing-along. And so I like, sorry mom and dad, I smoked a little bit of weed and then I went and I got on the train and I, there was no, it was like rush hour. So there was no way to uh, sit down. So I'm just standing there with a guitar and all this steel hanging off my shoulder. I'm like exhausted, probably locked my legs and then just kind of a wave came over me and if you've ever fainted before uh this was my experience and maybe yours was similar i all of a sudden get this like kind of cold sweat and i'm like oh no this is not good so i like take off all my gear i'm just like holding it and you know the train's still going we're still cruising along and then all of a sudden the sound like the sound from the train just starts getting really weird like people are talking and then all of a sudden it's just like oh, yung, 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 yung. it's making this really weird noise in my head and I'm like oh no and then and then I just wake up because again you when you faint you don't realize that you're fainting <laughs> so anyway I mean you know it's gonna happen but in the moment you're you're not conscious so I wake up to everybody on the subway car staring at me uh, which is a terrifying way to wake up and then the conductor like peeks his head in and he's like are you okay and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. So uh, we went one more stop and then I had to get off and, and transfer. And we, you know, did that. And then uh, I ended up going and singing, the, doing kids music that next morning. And it was just kind of crazy. Like, what the heck happened? I just, you know, fainted out of nowhere. It was, it was quite a bizarre and uh, a little bit of a scary moment. But, you know, I've talked to other people and it's it's happened to a lot of people. It's just like all that... You know, they're like maybe not circulating the air good enough or something and just uh, run, a, run a little low on oxygen and then lock your legs. I don't know. Whatever it was, it happened to me. So uh, word to the wise, get plenty of sleep, eat lots of food because uh, if you got to stand on the train with a bunch of steel hanging around your neck, uh, you're going to need that energy. So, <laughs> All right, so we're going to get to the live music portion of the podcast. Uh, first up, we have Alex Papp, and again, he's like really good buddy of mine now uh met him through putnam's he's a great singer great songwriter and um when he comes out he always brings a big crowd so uh thanks a lot alex i appreciate that so we're gonna hear from alex pap right now he's gonna play his song rainbow radio Oh, 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 oh. 
Please don't hold yourself responsible when it comes to matters in the dark. And I won't hold myself responsible when it comes to matters of my heart. Alex Papp, you just finished your set. Well, I you did. Just finished, but you finished. Finished earlier. Yeah, that was and, great. Uh, how do you feel? I feel fantastic. Yeah. It was a really uh, fun time. I love playing here. That's awesome. I, we I were love talking. The events that... you host. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. I I'm said sorry. I love the events that you host. Oh, the yeah. events that I host. Yeah, you put together a really uh, good crew usually. Oh, thank you. And, yeah, Tonight a was a cool like uh, Americana night. You know, which was awesome. Yeah. But um, what we were talking about at the bar earlier is like how funny it is that like. You emailed me in November or something like that, right, and now right. we're just like pals. Yeah, and we're and just it hanging just out and came together really good. I was saying to you that uh, I was so glad that I did that. Just kind of like took initiative, and I come to this bar a lot. This is like my right. local watering hole. So <laughs> you, were, you were here yesterday. I realized right? yes for nine hours. <laughs> 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 and I realized that like doing homework, they right? had live music here. Right. I was like, oh shit, I want to play here. So. I was like, who does the live music? And then I found you on the internet and I emailed you or Facebook messaged you. Yeah, yeah. One of those it kind was, of I things. I think it was a combination yeah. of both. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to come out of both directions. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Carl. That's your name, Carl? All right, I'm going to like, here's my link to my SoundCloud page, which almost seems old school now. I don't even yeah. know if like, I use SoundCloud anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> we host our podcast on SoundCloud. Uh, it's actually I quite... love SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's we're going to piss off the SoundCloud no, uh, people, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's nice for a podcast because of the stat, like the stats that they Oh, yeah, get, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really definitely. Cool. I just yeah. haven't used yeah. it in like kept up with it as much right. as I should so that's well, my own fault it's just like, so many you know. different things no and it's then great it's like, I love the stats and yeah the like but I mean ultimately I think like Spotify is sort of emerging as like the dominant thing that uh, way people are listening to music and yet right, right. it's like but it's different there's five, five million 
songs or albums or something like that that have never been played on Spotify. Get and out it's of just here. like, yeah, I did not know that. zero plays. And so it's just like, uh, does it really matter that you're on Spotify if it's, no, it's all the same medium, really? It's right. computer. Right. Whatever. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear me talk about fucking batch bullshit. <laughs> Let's talk yeah, about your do. songs. Did yeah, you uh, play a song maybe tonight that we had not used before? Uh, definitely. I played this song called Rainbow Radio, which I wrote because of uh, a songwriting workshop, which if there's any songwriters listening to this, I highly recommend doing a songwriting workshop. Where was um, the workshop? It wasn't anywhere. It was oh, okay. kind of virtual. My oh, friend Deborah, who you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, organized a group of friends that all like music and write music and decided that, you know, we had done a, a music writing workshop formally together before we actually went to Manhattan to a guy's studio. Uh -huh. This guy, Tony Conniff, who is really good. And um, basically the idea is like they, they make you write a song a week and they'll give you like an idea or like parameters to write the song, like... And this song, Rainbow Radio, happened to be like, all right, write a song that uses the chords E minor, D, and G. Okay, and so they give you a chord. Yeah, so that was it. And then that was all the rules. And then mm -hmm. just wrote that song. Um, oh, that's cool. But it forces you to write. Like, I right. don't know if I ever would have written that song if yeah, it yeah. hadn't been for the, like, the impetus of the songwriting group and like having to do homework. Right. And which is really great if you have the time to do it. Right. And then you get feedback from all the other people in your group. Yeah, yeah, other and, songwriters. Like, they give you a critique cool. and, like, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe you could change this lyric or maybe uh -huh. you could change this chord or do yeah, whatever yeah. you that want that sounds like my like, nightmare when I write like, something I'm like right, 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 <laughs> somebody right, tells right, me right, to change right, it right. I'm like fuck you no, and well, then I go in my room well, and I'm like oh the they were right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing was like it's a group of friends so we're all like your song was awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's the all best praise. song I ever heard ever song <laughs> it was the yeah. best song ever in a good way you know what I mean Like, we definitely were like also critical of each other to the point where it was helpful I was listening to this interview with the guy that wrote The Gambler which is uh, okay. a fucking killer tune, right? Right, right? He also wrote a bunch of other great country songs. But he was saying that, you know, when he first got to Nashville, that, uh, you know, he was just writing songs purely off inspiration, which is kind of like what most songwriters would do. Yep. And and somebody came up to him and he's like, well, what? how many songs are you writing a year off pure inspiration? He's like, 10. He's like, or so, you know, a dozen or so. And he was like, well, you would write those anyway. So your job isn't to write those because those are going to come. Okay. Your job right, is right. to work at the other ones. And then he sat down and he wrote The Gambler. That, right, and, right. Know. That's exactly where I'm getting to. Like, yeah. Well, definitely like. It's a, it's a cool a, idea. That's a great point. Great concept. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm it's hard doing. to do. No, <laughs> yeah. it's hard to do. Like, <laughs> right. the goal, it is very the goal hard. to write a song a week, if you're, I mean, if that's yeah, what that's you do, if that's what you do, like, right. I have a full time job otherwise. Yeah, yeah. And I love playing music. I would rather do music full time. Right. But, you know, like, I don't have time to write a song every week. Yeah, exactly. But if, when you're in a songwriting group and you have to do homework, then it forces you to do it. Right. And I think that's really important. And any aspiring songwriter should do something like that, at least for like right. five weeks or like a 10-week class or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Then they're like, you don't have to do it 52 weeks a year, but get, a, right. get started. And then Worst you case never scenario, know what you're going to come up with. Your songs come out off contrived and you scrap them. You know right. what I mean? But it's right. an exercise of rhyme and And if you write 52 songs, you're probably going to have five pretty good ones. Yeah, there, you would you know think. What I mean? yeah, right, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> maybe you got 52. So, yeah, maybe well, 52 Well, you sounded great, great tonight, man. Thank I, you. I appreciate it. it. Yeah. And then... Uh, Let's uh, give a little shout out to Ben. Oh, Ben Holzman, yeah. yeah. He's playing Great melodica player. He's a keyboard player. Yeah, he was playing with you last like, time. Plays melodica with me, and it was like it was really fun. Yeah, yeah. and we good. just like we learned like 
five or six new songs like the hour before we got here. <laughs> yes. But he's such a good musician that I could be like, all right, we're going to play this Dory song tonight. And he just jumps on it. <laughs> yeah. So it's great. I noticed great. he wasn't going... What the fuck, Ben? Yeah, <laughs> no, those door songs are good. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It's it fun. Lot of fun. Hey, thanks for playing. Yeah, I thank appreciate you. It. I appreciate it. Thanks for thank having you. me. All right, thanks a lot, Alex. That was really uh, great. I appreciate it. So I'm now here just to update you with the through the power of technology, I'm here at Paul's uh, apartment, which, where we always record this part, and, you know, I made it. Um, it might sound a little different because there's not rattling of a taxi cab and everything in the background, but uh, we're here. Technology is amazing. Okay, so anyway, uh, that was Alex. Really appreciate hearing from him. Uh, next up, we're going to hear from Sim Ross and Dan Powell. Uh, Sim is, like I said, he, we met at Putnam's years ago, and we talk about this afterwards too. Um, and we've just become also good friends through Putnam's, and we played a lot of shows together. And he introduced me to the band, the Carleens, who played a couple uh, months ago. So um, he's just a really great songwriter and a really unique voice, and I think you're gonna like it. So this is his song, Shades of Blue.
here with Sim Ross. How do you Hello. feel, man? You just finished your set? I feel great. Feeling great? All right, excellent. Well, I fucking can't wait to talk to you in this interview <laughs> because we go way back all yeah. because of Putnam's. Oh, Putnam's, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we met like two, when Stephanie was... Ago? Yeah, maybe yeah. even more than that. Yeah. Uh, when Stephanie was hosting and then I th we had like this uncanny ability of always dressing very similar, <laughs> like wearing like a newsboy hat together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you were playing tonight with Dan. Dan Powell. Say hi, Dan. Hey. <laughs> Dan, you were doing great. So let's just talk uh, very briefly about uh, the equipment you guys were using. You were playing, Sim was playing. My J45 Gibson. Sweet Gibson. And Dan, you were playing. Knockoff Stratocaster. <laughs> and you were going Hand through it. And amp. <laughs> oh, yeah. How did, how, did you, how did you get that amp? The Dirty Town Amp, my dad's company, built it for us. There's two made, I think. Two of them. Is that his business model, is to make two amps? Well, he has, <laughs> they, they have two combos made. As far as I know, they gave them to us. Uh, or maybe three. But uh, they made heads, and that's kind of like their main thing. Okay. Right on. Well, you guys sounded great. Um, what we usually do is pick some uh, particular song and use it in the podcast. Um, was there a song you think felt good tonight that you would like to use? I was wanted to talk... I'm sorry to ask you that question and then interrupt, but uh, sh uh, Shades of Blue, is that what it's called? Yeah. Shade of Blue, yeah. Shade of Blue. Um, I actually made a video with that with, um, I don't know if you ever met him, Brian. He, we played, he played drums with us years ago, and I went down to Austin last summer, and uh, he, re he does video stuff, so he made a video of it right after I recorded the record. And so there's that on YouTube if you guys want to check yeah, it check out. Yeah, check it out. Uh, how does... For as gen in general, but uh, but more specifically about that song, did you come up with melody first, or do you go chord structure? I don't remember specifically with that song. Okay. Um, <clears throat> a lot of times, I will just write lyrics uh -huh. and just kind of have them there, and right. then I'll go through when I come up with a melody of some sort, and I'll go through and see if anything fits. And yeah, yeah. Seem to fit. I, I'm, I think I wrote that with the music together. I'm not sure. It's a great song. I, I'm like, it was well, funny because I saw you guys play at. Um, the cake shop a few yeah, months yeah, ago yeah. and uh, you played that song I was working on a song called Shades of Blue and uh, I was or Different Shade of Blue I'm sorry Different Shade of Blue and I heard you play that song and I was like I fucking Whoops. just stole it off and, him. and you know what's funny is a couple months after he made that song uh, they had show. that show television with show. like Jennifer Lopez that's <laughs> Shades of Blue but to me Jennifer that song Lopez. is the way I always approach that song as a guitarist is um, an old country sort of Johnny Cash, Cash style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I use that lead guitar part, which is very, you know, sort of Johnny Cash, like that old style. And uh, then Talk we about the technique. This, what do you mean by that old style? Um, a like? Very staccato kind of... Yeah, yeah. Like um, Folsom Prison Blues. Right. And then on the solo, I tried to do kind of a... Um, it's try to stay in a very low register and mm -hmm. sort yeah, of kind of a uh, when the man comes around vibe too. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, when you're playing 
uh, electric and you're playing acoustic, you can play down in the lower register and it do, and it still punches through a little bit. Yeah. You know, as opposed Especially to if you're doing strap. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Sounds good, man. Uh, what cracked me up is you guys did a cover of an Elvis Costello tune tonight, right? Did yeah. You do peace, love, and well, understanding. It's, it's a co- Elvis Costello cover. To, it's oh, a okay. cover. And I can't remember who. Oh, the I, I thought it was his song. Is. But what, the reason why I thought it was funny is because in the back there was a TV on and it, there was some mixed martial arts playing. So there's like, you're playing. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? And some well, dudes getting his, his ass kicked. Yeah, face punched him. <laughs> I was like, oh, that is uh, yeah, ironical. That one's, <laughs> been, that one's been a staple correctly. for a while. That's a good tune. That's one that we've we do used it, to blend. We do it kind of in the middle of a song when we oh, play yeah. electric, which I always find fun when we hit it right. And then uh, you came, you had an album, the Ohio City song? Ohio um, City songs, yeah. There's a neighborhood in Cleveland called Ohio City where I, li- I lived for a little while, and that's where I recorded it. Oh, cool. Do you have uh, a friend's studio or something, or...? Yeah, I had a buddy that I used to play, you know, we'd always, our bands used to play together all the time, and he just had his house set up as a studio. So. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, perfect for just, like, one-person acoustic stuff. Uh-huh. You know? Well, that's great. Uh, and then, can people find that album around? Or? Yeah, Ohio City Song. You can find it on uh, simrossredemption.com. Um, find it there, or you can find it on iTunes. Cool. Well, I appreciate you guys playing, and I also have to mention that you put me in touch with the band, the Carleens, and they played. Yeah, they were great. They're, I heard they played really well here that night one. that I got food poisoning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I dogged you on the podcast a little bit. I was like, yeah, what the yeah. fuck, Sam? <laughs> but no, <laughs> that, they were, they stepped up and they played like an extra long set, and they were just yeah, really, awesome. really good. We, we played with them somewhere in upstate, um, maybe a couple months before that, and I thought they were great. Yeah. I actually went out and bought a Martin because of that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, ring. Those are the guys we play with. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. They played here. Yeah, they. I had to cancel. That was at um, we were played in Vermont. We played in uh, Burlington, Vermont, right? No, that was in somewhere in New York. Or I don't remember where it was. We don't have to remember exactly where. <laughs> it was somewhere. Uh. <laughs> but they they were great. He he played this song. Uh, I forget the gentleman's name who was the frontman, but he had a song called uh, Marionettes, and it was like a marionette or something. It was just like yeah, beautiful, they, awesome. beautiful imagery. So uh, thanks for getting me in touch, and yeah, thanks absolutely. for playing the show tonight. Thanks for having us. I appreciate us. you guys. Thank and, you, Carl. Uh, check it out. Sim, cool, Sim Ross and The Redemption. Sure. I got your button on my, uh, on my vest here. Haven't taken it off since... I think the first, the new reiteration of the acoustic sunset, you played that first night yeah, yeah. and I got a button, so it's been rocking on my best. <coughs> Thanks, guys. Cheers, man. Cheers. Thanks a lot, Sim, and thanks, Dan. Uh, You guys really killed it, and I appreciate you playing. Thanks a lot. Uh, Next up, we're going to hear from uh, Sister Wives, Mr. Taylor Rogers. He's an an old pal of the show. He was on, I think, our first podcast, and I actually went and saw him do some stand-up the other night at the Creek in the Cave, and um, he really, really cracked me up. So uh, we're going to hear from him right now, and um, his song is called Whatever Beach, and I think you're going to dig it. He uh, really kills it on this tune. So this is Sister Wives, a.k.a. Taylor Rogers. Bear the fruit, but just don't say a word Cause if you're talking, you know that it's no good Well, you fancy yourself the artistic type 
Though you can drink yourself to bed most every night Thank you very much. Thanks for hosting. My pleasure. I mean, I'd be doing it even if they didn't let me. You know, I'd just come in and bring my friends. Don't take in. no for an answer. <laughs> yeah. In this city, you really got to just, you got to just be, you just got to, just don't let them get you down. Right, you exactly. Know, the, power, the powers that be, you got to say, fuck them. I'm the new young gun in town. <laughs> I'm taking over this okay. corner of the bar. I'm going to play music, and you can kick me out, but you'll never... You know, you can arrest me, you can throw me in jail, you can press charges, but I'm just going to be back here as soon as I get out of jail. <laughs> right. You're, you know, restraining orders. Or not. You know, I'm going to be here. <laughs> I'm going to be here. You know, and you, you know, you just got to do that until, you know, until you make a lot of money. <laughs> or, or end up in or federal you, prison. Or you end up in federal prison. But, you know, we didn't start doing this stuff because we want an easy life right exactly you know <laughs> it's I, I often say what would merle haggard do and uh prisons involved usually yeah yeah <laughs> at this point the fact that i haven't done any hard time at all makes me feel like somewhat of a fraud <laughs> yeah exactly you know because i mean i don't know i feel like at some point like if i don't spend at least a little time in rikers you know and during my stay in new york i'll be like am i a real artist yeah a little bit of a failure as an artist if yeah. you don't yeah so <laughs> Yeah, that's a good that's a good attitude to have. <laughs> for sure, for yeah. sure. For aspiring songwriters, uh, go to jail. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. yeah. How many how many how many of the greats like went to jail? A lot of them. Yeah, like I'm gonna say 99 percent. 99 percent. You know, uh, fucking uh, Lead Belly. He killed a guy in jail. <laughs> I know? didn't know that, but there you go. I think he went to jail for killing a guy, and then he killed and a guy killed when he. <laughs> when he was in jail, so I mean, you know, we got a long ways to go. Right. That's what I'm saying. And then they know? were like, "You wrote that song on a Monday. <laughs> I was arrested." And they're like, "Yeah, you can leave." Yeah, you know, he actually like got to play at the governor's. The governor like liked him so much, even though he was in jail, that he just got like transferred to play for the governor at his house. Oh, really? So he got like a really like kind of soft detail, I guess. For <laughs> that's that pretty stuff. sweet. Yeah, that's like. Musicians do kind of get a, a 
like uh, easy out sometimes. Like some sometimes, yeah, sometimes. sometimes. But like the Stones, you know, they just had to. They were like outlaws for a while, and they just had to play a concert, and then they like, you know, they were all right. The government, after. yeah, it was like oh, we don't care about those taxes. <laughs> I don't know the details. Yeah, <laughs> I listened to Keith Richards' audio book, so um, I'm just speaking from that from many <laughs> many yeah. years ago. Was there a song you played tonight that uh, we could use in the podcast? Uh, yeah, probably, most likely. <laughs> Was there one that you thought one felt one. good? Uh, we used multiverse for sure one time. I think the first podcast that we ever did. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe, um, maybe the second song I played, uh, Whatever Beach. Whatever Beach? I think that was the one, it might have been the one with the fewest mistakes, so <laughs> that's, that's what you should really do. That's ultimately do. what we're looking yeah. for. You know, a lot of uh, musicians will say, like Miles Davis will say, that there's no mistakes, you know, it's just, that's what you were feeling. It's art. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. That's, well, let's that's talk a little good. bit about that song. Um, what's, like, sort of the uh, inspiration behind it? You know, I don't know. I don't, I don't even remember, like, when specifically songs uh, started being written or when they ended mm-hmm. being written. Like, they're just... I don't know. Like, my whole... I feel like everything that I've done is just part of this like one amorphous blob. Yeah. You know, and then like songs some some and- songs are like in various states throughout my life. They congeal and then they disintegrate and sometimes the parts become parts of other songs or uh-huh. they just go away entirely or they come back. Yeah, yeah. You know, months or years later as like other songs. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, so it's hard to say uh, you know, what like that it. song is or what it's even about. Oh, that's great. Um, I think that that song is about... Um, I don't know, there's some, like, there's some lines that I like in that song about just, like, uh, you know, uh, you know, you fancy yourself the artistic type so you can drink yourself to bed most every night. <laughs> I think that that's, like, a pretty apt line for a lot of people yes. <laughs> uh, with artistic pretensions uh-huh. you know maybe giving yourself a pass because like you're an artist right. so like you're allowed to do this right but who's giving you permission it's just you're you yourself. it's just you <laughs> yeah, you're you, just an alcoholic you, <laughs> right exactly yeah. you could have just done it and uh, just said that's me yeah <laughs> yeah so I mean I think that that's that's a theme that's a theme that runs through a lot of a lot of stuff. I mean, I don't know. I don't, you know. There you go. That's yeah. probably, you know. And I gotta, I gotta mention that I saw you at the Creek and Cave. Oh, you were there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Just cool. um, yeah. last week or something. Oh, you were cool. doing some stand-up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You had this bit about your uh, black belt, which fucking made me laugh so hard. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Really Apparently, you're, you're skeptical of, uh, of its... Um, well, the thing is, I got up when I was uh, 13, so I don't know if that's, like, really valid, you know? Right. I don't know if you can really tell a 13-year-old that they're their master of, uh, you know, ancient <laughs> oriental uh, martial arts. I think that's a little, a little pre- premature. A little so. premature. So, I mean, I was thinking that at the, the time. skills? I don't know. <laughs> you, don't, you haven't had to test them out. You tell me. <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, yeah. Didn't see that one coming. I did not. I dropped the audio recorder. Yeah. That's uh, that's for the, a move. For those of you, for those of you at home, like I just, I just, uh, you know, a lot of taekwondo is luring, you know, uh, your opponent into a false sense of security, <laughs> you know, have him like, 
you know, invite you to a show. Yeah. Sneak outside to do an interview. And then you do uh, on the old uh, uppercut, uppercut to to the liver. To the, yeah. Oh. Which is what I just did. You can't see it. <laughs> you can't it. see it because this is an audio. Because it's audio. Yeah. Medium, but so that, you know, it hurts. Yeah. My liver is so, fucked. Yeah. For sure. Probably from the years of boozing, but yeah, also it the definitely uppercut. did most of the work for me. <laughs> well, thanks for playing tonight, Taylor. Absolutely, thanks for having me. Uh, my pleasure. All right, sounded great, man. Thanks, Peace. dude. All right, thanks a lot, Taylor, uh, and thank you, listeners. I appreciate you guys listening to our show every week. Uh, and catching up with us. Uh, you know, I, I like to do my little self-promotion thing here and then uh, tell you what's going on at Putnam's because uh, we're rocking and rolling there on Sunday nights. And I would love it if you guys could uh, make your way out. Also, if you want to help out the show uh, in another way, uh, you can just go on to I- the iTunes store and give us a rating and a review there or go on to our SoundCloud page and give us a like and comment there too. And all those things, what happens is then it just boosts up the algorithm and puts us in front of other people that are searching for random podcasts and stuff. So uh, we could really use that. And um, also, if you need to get a hold of me, I'll reiterate the email. It's uh, Putnam's Acoustic Sunset at Gmail. And I'm always looking at that. So get a hold of me. We're going to have another great week uh, next week. As far as the podcast goes, we'll be hearing from our old friend Tom Domena. And then we're going to hear from um, a couple new new guests. Uh, Charming Disaster is really good. They do like murder ballads. And then we're going to hear from Solid Gould. So uh, these are new, new cats. You'll hear from them. And then Tom, our old friend. So thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate it. And my apologies about the ambient sounds this time. Um, but, you know, the show must go on. So thanks for listening. Peace, love, and rock and roll.